When the sun dips beneath the Santa Monica Mountains, it's time for another Death at Sunset, a Sunshine Noir radio play podcast starring Greg Santos, Aaron Coleman, Atul Singh, Max Crandall, Doug Noble, Tiffany Barabay, Daniel Lee Robertson, Clark Kohler, Kyla Shore, Lizzie Donaldson, Patrick Camasia, Andrew Hader, and Chris Maxwell. Music by Zach Pfeiffer with Mary Beth Kern on saxophone. Written and produced by Chris Maxwell and Brad Davis. Edited and directed by Chris Maxwell. Three months have passed and Jack's run out of tattoo parlors. Ronnie finished the football season healthy, but the Rambos finished without so much as a shot at the wild card. Baseball is now in full swing and Jack has been relegated back to bodyguard. Where Ronnie went, Jack went. Even though there have been no new leads since the Tommy Bronze death threat prank call. Will Jack ever find out who was behind the death threats? Find out on part three of Home is Where the Plate Is. It had to be close to 7 a.m. I had made my way through the hotel lobby to the Continental Breakfast, put a cold everything bagel between my teeth, and tore off a piece. I needed something to soak up the last of last night's alcohol that was still sloshing around in my stomach. I walked through the electronic double doors by reception and out into the dry, desert climate. The sun had only been up for half an hour, yet it had already begun to cook the sand and wave the air. That's the thing about Phoenix. You always end up talking about the heat. It was day 34 in Phoenix, Arizona. Ronnie Renee cut a deal with the LA Volcanoes to pay me to come down for the team's spring training. There had been no death threats or attempts on his life since his first game as a Rambo, so I had basically been playing bodyguard. Ronnie said he felt more comfortable having me there, but I think he just liked having someone around. Good morning, Jack. Morning, Ronnie. What did you do to deserve such special treatment? I'm glad someone thinks this is a good thing. You're getting chauffeured to the game today by the general manager. I'm inclined to think it's a good thing. Ronnie! Right on time was Teresa Getz, pulling up in a dark blue Tesla. Ronnie, throw your stuff in the back with your bodyguard and hop on in the front. Ugh. It's so great to see you. I'm sorry I couldn't make it out any sooner. I've been stuck in L.A. with meetings about the stadium nonsense, but enough about me. How's camp? Your numbers look great on the page. I can't wait to see them in person. Thanks. I hope I can live up to your expectations. Oh, and where was all this humility when you were signing that football contract? Again, I'm sorry that I... Ronnie, it was a joke. It's fine. Water under the bridge. I know the season didn't pan out like you wanted. You know my feelings on football, but I was genuinely rooting for you. Thanks, Ms. Getz. That means a lot. How you like in Phoenix? Anywhere I can play baseball is fine with me. Oh, come on. Don't be so polite. You can be honest. Well, it's a little drier than I like. Heat and dirt. That's all they've got here. Believe me, if I could move our spring training somewhere else, I would. But the only other option is Florida. Uh, Ha-ha! Yes. Only one week left. We'll be back in Los Angeles soon. From your mouth to God's ears, Ronnie. So excited for this season. Ecstatic for opening day. We've got a talented team, but I think you're going to put us over the top. I promised Los Angeles multiple championships, and I already failed once. I don't plan on letting that happen again. I don't doubt that. 
As you know, a championship brings with it the support of the city. You, me, this whole team, we're all new to town and trying to find where we fit in. You don't automatically get a fan base. You have to grow one. Tell me, Ronnie, do you do much gardening? Not really, Miss Getz. Well, I have a bit of a green thumb myself, and let me tell you, if you want a successful garden, you gotta have the best seeds. You, you're one of those seeds. Royce Oakwood is one of those seeds. Every player on that roster is a seed. Now, I have plenty of irrigation. What I don't have is the land, the fertile topsoil on which this garden can flourish. You following me, Ronnie? I know how far my support would go in getting you the new stadium, Miss Getz. It's just a tough position for me to be in. If you're uncomfortable, I totally get it. But you have to understand that we need this more than the Rambos do. They're established. They have a fan base. We will fail in this city without it. I love baseball, Ms. Getz, more than anything. I will do everything I can to help this team succeed. But I'm also the Rambo. They're my team, too. Oh, I totally get it. It's a big decision. Take as much time as you need. Go out there and focus on winning baseball games. Can you at least do that for me? I absolutely can. Give him hell, Ronnie. She didn't ask about the threats. What? Didn't that seem odd to you? She didn't ask about any of the death threats? Well, there hasn't been one in a few months. Yeah, does she know that? Hey, rookie. It was Ronnie's fellow outfielder, veteran all-star Royce Oakwood, and right behind him was hot-headed rookie Spike Sanders. So the $30 million man gets to ride with the boss. Better to be the $30 million man than the man making league minimum. Oh, you need the GM to drive you over to the field? Did she lace your cleats for you too? Jealous of the attention, Royce? I can see why. You haven't gotten any in a while. Look, I've been captain of this team for eight seasons. Some new defect from Cuba doesn't just show up and replace Royce Oakwood. Tell that to the jersey sales. This type of mudslinging was common amongst the egos of men driven to be the best. Even trading insults was competitive with these guys. I followed Ronnie into the clubhouse and put his bag on the bench. Here, Jack, take my phone. Get me talking to Carter from my Instagram. And frame it better than you did last time. I thought the last one was framed pretty well. It wasn't. Hey, Carter, come here! What's up, Ronnie? Ah! Oh, why'd you hit me in the nuts? Kaboom! That's another Ronnie Renee nut shot. What the fuck, man? All right, knuckleheads, gather around. Here's the starting lineup. Little different from yesterday. We'll still have Perez batting first and center. Takahashi on second batting second. Third, we got Carter at first. Fourth is Shell at third. Fifth is Garcia in left. This was game 11 for the Volcanoes preseason, and I had been to them all. If you think a regular baseball game is boring, try watching one that doesn't count. Six is Michaels behind the dish. Oakwood batting seventh in right. Eighth is Bettany at short. And on the hill today, we'll start with Wallace. Ronnie, keep giving us those hot starts, and we'll keep on cruising. Ronnie Renee was their saving grace. So far, he had been as good as advertised. He had reporters flocking to Cactus Field to see him play three innings in a game. It seemed like everyone in the world was excited about Ronnie Rene Perez. That son of a bitch! Well, almost everyone. I'm not starting. Again. They're gonna send me down, I know it. They absolutely will if you keep acting like an immature asshole. Slamming lockers and screaming like a baby? You think I like playing in right field? Of course not. But I do it for the team. 
Well, at least you still have a spot on the team. It's because I checked my ego at the door. I can't afford to go back to the miners, Oak. Just do your job and keep your mouth shut. What are you, my father? Mind your own fucking business. Spike flung a folding chair down the hallway as he stormed out. The hinges burst upon contact with the concrete wall, leaving nothing but scrap metal. I don't know if it was his competitive spirit or real anger issues. Maybe it was just the heat. Strike three and Butch goes down swinging. That's the first out here in the bottom of the fourth. Volcanoes lead the Padres 3-2 here on a scorching hot afternoon at Cactus Field. Rock, you spent some time with the Padres in your career? I was there for five long years, Bob, and I set the franchise record for striking out in a season. (laughs) (laughs) And you still hold it, don't you? Oh, I sure do. 23 years running. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe Butch will give you a run for your money. That's his 13th strikeout and 23 at-bats this spring. Coming to the plate is the Padres' third baseman, Joey James. James is open one with a ground out today. This kid has got a real natural swing. I think he could be a breakout candidate this year. Mm-hmm. Here's a pitch from Wallace. Drive to right center. Perez and Sanders converging the ball and oh. oh! Sanders made the catch but ran right through Perez. Ronnie Rene is down and he is staying down. He seems to be holding his right leg and yeah, yeah it's his right knee and he looks to be in a lot of pain. The trainers are hustling onto the field. You can hear a pin drop in here right now. The silence was deafening. I stood by the volcano's bench, all of us, waiting with bated breath. Then, like a phoenix from the ashes, if that phoenix had a bum right knee, Ronnie Renee stood up and started to limp off the field, the trainers a step behind. (laughs) 91 AL MVP Kenny Bragg ran out to meet him. He gave him a pat on the back and escorted him into the dugout. And they said playing football would get you hurt. Yeah, feels great to rub it in their faces. I followed Ronnie and Bragg back into the clubhouse. And I wasn't incredibly invested in the game anyway. Ronnie hopped up on the table and Doc Hurt started to examine his knee. What hit your knee? Part of his leg? His knee knocked into mine and he stepped on my ankle. Yeah, the knee's starting to swell already, but the ankle looks okay. Did you feel anything pop? No, it feels like a bad bruise. Here, I'm going to twist your leg. Does this hurt? A little. Doesn't look to be any structural damage, and your range of motion is good. I'd like to send you back to the team facility where we can get you an MRI to be sure. Back in L.A.? That's ridiculous. I'll be fine by tomorrow. You're not playing tomorrow. You're not playing the rest of spring training. Opening day is a week away, and we're not risking you injuring it any further. Teresa Getz had stormed in and dropped the hammer. There was no more argument from Ronnie. What Teresa wants, Teresa gets. Ronnie, pack your bags. You'll leave first thing in the morning. The bodyguard can drive you. Yes, ma'am. Doc, splinter wrapper, brace him up so he's safe and comfortable on the journey. You bet. Bragg, what the hell was that kid doing out there? Can you please remind him that it's only spring training? He's running around like a maniac. Come on, Teresa. Sanders was just playing hard. I've seen playing hard. That was playing reckless. He's a kid. He's playing for a spot on the team. Well, he lost his spot on the team. I don't want someone who plays it fast and loose with our star player's well-being. Bragg left without a word. His marching orders had been given. 
Doc Hurt put Ronnie in a wheelchair and took him for an x-ray. Hey, bodyguard. The name's Jack. I know. Teresa Getz had lingered behind. You're supposed to be a detective, right? Supposed to be. Why don't you put yourself to good use and look into that Sanders before he kills my best player and your cash cow? Like I said, what Teresa wants, Teresa gets. I texted Mars to run a deep dive on Spike Sanders. He immediately texted back a gif of Lil John saying, okay, with a lot of extra vowels. Given that I was leaving tomorrow, I decided to pay one last visit to my favorite place in town. A skinny corner bar called the Sidewinder, only a block from the hotel, and that was the best thing about it. Clearly, Teresa suspected Spike, but she could have just been using that to further justify demoting him. The play did look pretty bad. Probably avoidable. Maybe. Mars, that was fast. My 1.30 canceled, so I had a little extra time before 8th period. Your friend, Spike, has a fairly clean social media history, a below-average credit score, and a super-sexist Netflix password, so legally he's pretty clean. Oh, except for the three $5,000 cash withdrawals, the first of which occurred the day you were attacked. Intriguing. Uh, when were the other two? October 30th and February 12th. Hmm. That's two days after Ronnie's first football game. And the 12th is the day before spring training started. Could be something. Could be a coincidence. No patterns in the payments, either. A month between the first two. Three months between the next pair. What could he need occasionally that costs $5,000? In cash. Uh, Gambling. uh, Drugs. Prostitution. Uh, To pay off someone making a death threat or attacking you with a crowbar. Uh, Possibly. Uh, But those shouldn't cost the same. And who's the third payment for? I mean, Spike injured Ronnie himself. Maybe Spike got stiffed on the job and had to take matters into his own hands. I was leaving tomorrow, and who knew when the team would be breaking the news to Spike? So this was my best chance to do some digging of my own. The team was out to dinner, so Spike wouldn't be back to his hotel room for at least another 90 minutes. Back in my cop days, I needed a warrant to search someone's hotel room, or at least a judge who was willing to retroactively sign one. As a P.I., all I needed was the ability to pick a lock. That is, if hotel rooms used locking keys anymore, which they don't. They're all using key cards now, and the Phoenix Holiday Inn Express was no exception. Yes, sir. How may we help you? Hi. Yes, I'm sorry. I misplaced my key card. I'll need another one for room 302, please. That's not your room, sir. What do you mean? You've been staying with us for three weeks. I know what room you're in, and it's not 302. Oh, right. Well, I'm with the organization, the Volcanoes, and I was sent to get something from Sanders' room. But you said it was your room. Well, yeah, and you told me it wasn't my room, so I had to take a different angle. Look, man, if you want to get in that room, it's gonna be $250. $250? You're asking me to put my job on the line here. Yeah, okay. Do you have an ATM here? Down the street. There's one in the Jacksons. I've always been told that money talks and bullshit walks, and that's exactly why I found myself walking to get that money. After a quick jaunt down to the local convenience store and a 450 out of network ATM charge, I was back at the hotel, sliding those bills across the receptionist desk and receiving my very own card to Spike's room. A do not disturb sign hung from the handle of Spike's door. The only reason you'd turn down the exceptional maid service would be to keep something away from prying eyes, to hide something. I left the sign on the door. I, like Spike, did not want any disruptions. The room was a mess. Finding anything here would be tough, and I didn't even know what I was looking for. All I knew was this guy was dirty and dirty people leave dirt around and I'm the guy who comes around and cleans it up. 
just like the exceptional maid service team of the Holiday Inn Express. I searched the desk and drawers, the bathroom and medicine cabinet, the pockets of the piles of pants on the floor. No dirt. Well, plenty of real dirt. This guy was a slob and he plays baseball. The closet was in shambles, but a suitcase sat clean. Nothing stacked on top of it, nothing piled in front, nothing packed inside. Still, I could feel it carrying some extra weight. I checked the front pocket and pulled out what looked to be a black leather shaving kit. I opened it to find, finally in this whole haystack, a needle. A real one. For steroid injections. But that wasn't the surprising thing. The surprising thing was... Spike walking back into the room. What the hell are you doing in here? Turn down service? You better have a good explanation for being in here or I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. And it probably wouldn't be that hard considering you've been juicing, huh? That's not mine. It was in your suitcase. Well, I didn't put it there. Oh, well then I should go around and ask the rest of the team if anyone is missing a leather steroid portfolio. It must have gotten mixed up. It was... Ronnie had you frame me. You're planning that here. What do these kits run you? I don't know, man. I didn't buy it. I'm going to guess around $5,000. Which, if true, means the three withdrawals from your account weren't to pay someone to attack or threaten Ronnie. Wait. You think I did that? I know I can lose my temper, but I would never hurt anybody. You hurt Ronnie today. Well, that was an accident. Didn't look like one. I'm borderline to make this team. I saw a fly ball and I was trying to make a play. I never saw him. Yeah, I'm actually starting to believe you, so you might be off the hook. Off the hook? You broke into my room. I'm calling the cops. You want to call the cops? <laughs> you know what? Fine. I'll call the press. Let's get everyone down here. Okay. Maybe we should think about this. Why? I'll spend the night in jail. Wouldn't be my first time. But you, you'd get, oh what, an, an 80-day suspension? And an asterisk next to any stat you managed to put up? Okay, so we don't want the cops involved. There has to be another way we can work this out. I think it'd maybe be best if we both forget this ever happened. You don't snitch, I won't snitch? Exactly. Deal. Four months, three weeks, and five days. I hadn't worked a case this long since my last one with the force, and I just crossed my primary suspect off the list. Again. Not a record I'm proud to break. Hey, Hotshot, it's Jack. Come on in, Jack. Ronnie was lying in bed with his knee wrapped. How you feeling? Relieved it wasn't more serious. What's the diagnosis? I'll know in a day or two, but they think it's a knee contusion. I'll be ready for opening day. That's good. Unfortunately, I have some bad news. Of course you do. Well, it's actually more like no news than bad news. Spike is clean-ish. He wasn't trying to hurt you. How do you know? Uh, the less you know, the better. He leveled with me, and I'm inclined to believe him. I'm surprised. I was starting to suspect Spike myself. Sure, he's a wild card. I hate this. Here I am suspecting teammates, fearing for my life. I've gone through this before. This was supposed to be different. Sure, I get paid more money than I could ever have dreamed, but I can't enjoy any of it. Maybe that's the price of fame. Yeah, maybe it is. Hi, Miss Getz. Yeah, it's feeling better already. Uh-huh. Sure, that's no problem. We can stop by on our way out. I'll see you in the morning.
morning, Ronnie. Come on in. You too, Jack. We have some things to discuss. Okay. Teresa's backup office was bigger and nicer than my apartment, but that was Arizona real estate for you. It was adorned with bleached steer skulls and a mine of turquoise, two staples of desert decor. Teresa had her arm already around Ronnie, helping him to a chair. How you feeling? Better and better? Oh, yeah, much better this morning. I'm so relieved it wasn't more serious. Fair warning, when you get back to L.A., the media will be all over you, especially after missing the rest of camp. Obviously, tell them it was for precautionary reasons and that you'll be ready for opening day. Of course. I can handle those guys. I know you can. It might also be a good opportunity to come out for us on the stadium plot, if you were so inclined. You know, really get the fans excited for this year. I'm still not too sure what I want to do about that, Ms. Getz. I understand it's a difficult position to be in. If you aren't ready yet, then we can plan to make the announcement later in the season. Ha <laughs> ha. Whatever you say. You should know that I've sent Spike Sanders back down to the miners so that you'd have a little more room to play. Wow. I hope it wasn't for what happened yesterday. Well, he needs to get his head right. But he did tell me an interesting story when I met with him this morning. It seems that your bodyguard here broke into Mr. Sanders' hotel room last night, allegedly on your behalf? On my behalf. Ronnie had no involvement in what happened last night. Do you have any explanation for your actions? I had a hunch he was involved in the death threats against Ronnie. When I searched his room, I found nothing to support my theory. Jack. No, it's fine. No, it's not fine. This is a serious breach of security. You're banned from the team facilities and all team-related functions. You can't do that. I absolutely can. We will not tolerate this kind of duplicitous behavior within our own clubhouse. I was investigating your hunch after Ronnie's injury. If you do this, I'll sit the season out. I'll only play football. Ugh, would you quit it with this football shit already? You've had your fun, now give it up. The Rambos stink. You missed the playoffs. Your quarterback is terrible. You don't want brain damage, do you? Because that's where this is going. If you step on that field, you leave your life on that field. Did you just come up with that? Come up with what? That saying, you step on that field, you leave your life on that field. I feel like it's from something. Well, it's not. Listen, Ronnie, when you're given the choice to play baseball or football, you choose baseball. It's like a movie or a TV show. I'm only looking out for your best interests. Tommy Bronze. What? Who? That quote. That's exactly what Tommy Bronze said over the phone to threaten Ronnie. It seems to me that Ms. Getz may be the producer of our little melodrama. Is that true? Ronnie, if you choose to keep playing football, you're going to be in pain for the rest of your life. I am trying to help you. Help me? Help me? By scaring the life out of me? By making me terrified of my neighbors and teammates in home? By sending a goon with a crowbar after me? I had nothing to do with that. Oh, sure, of course. I didn't. He's my star player. Why would I want to injure my star player? That's exactly what I was trying to prevent. Ronnie, please. You know I had your best interests at heart. I can't have you playing football. I don't want you blowing your brains out in a mall parking lot in 20 years. That's ridiculous. There won't be malls in 20 years. None of that matters. I can't trust you. I can't even look at you. Rest assured that Mr. LeBlanc will hear about this. Ronnie, please. And I think I'm ready to make a statement on whose stadium bid I'm going to support. They say it's hard to say goodbye, but there was nothing easier than leaving Phoenix. The 10 freeway was my road to freedom. In six short hours, I would be away from the desert lawns and decorative boulders of Arizona and back in my own dusty, run-down apartment, where I belong. Ronnie hadn't said a word since we left Getz's office. Excited to be back in L.A.? Not really. Well, it's <laughs> gotta be better than Phoenix, right? 
Do you know what I do during the day? I watch squirrels run across the power lines. At night, it's rats walking a tightrope mere feet from my bedroom. That's what I have waiting for me in LA. You're bummed out, huh? LA's your home, Jack. My friends, my family are all in Cuba. The only people I know are with the team and they all want something from me. Even you. You don't want to do this forever. I'm not going anywhere. You're a PI, not a bodyguard. I don't want to have to pay someone to be my friend. You never paid me to be your friend. I know, but I don't want you wasting your time trying to identify rodents. If I see a rat, or if I need a round at Jerry's, I've got your number. We can still be friends. Ronnie, I I'm telling you, I'm not walking away. I seem to remember an old bodyguard who introduced himself to me as a detective. This case is over. There's no more threat. No more threat? What about the crowbar goon with the Marilyn Monroe tattoo? Getz didn't hire him. He hasn't shown his face in six months. We might be waiting on nothing. I finish what I start. Forget it, Jack. It's over. Ooh, that was Caress Me Down, one of my faves. Up next, we've got a 15-minute live cut of Pawn Shop. And there it was. The faint signal of KROL fading in on the radio. The first sign of Los Angeles I had in weeks, and it felt like we picked up right where we left off. It brought me back to being a kid, listening to those same DJs tripping down a side street with broken concrete, the tiles lifted from the dirt. My ankle still hurts when it rains from all those childhood sprains. But here I was, missing those blocks like they never caused me pain. Listen to me. I'm supposed to be a tough guy, yet here I am blubbering about the thought of home. Don't I feel like an Achilles heel? But before that, we gotta take a quick break. Keep that dial where it is, and we'll be back with another non-stop sublime pig out. It's Danny Pants and the Pig on the one and only KROL. K-R-O-L. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Death at Sunset. For more information, visit deathatsunset.com or follow the show at Death at Sunset on Twitter. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends and neighbors. I'm Brad Davis saying, remember, no matter how bright the day, no matter how thick the traffic, we'll be back next week with another Death at Sunset. <laughs>